Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on in. You can give God a better hand praise than that. Amen. Come on and bless him for all that he's done. Bless him for all that he's done. God is good and all the time. Amen. 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 God is good. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We give God praise, glory, and honor. Amen. For this day, we thank God for life, health, and strength. We are so grateful, amen, to be in the land of the living today, knowing that we are here on the goodness and greatness of God. Amen. We are glad, amen, overjoyed, amen, to be in your presence, amen, as we come to honor our King, amen, for he is Lord of lords and he is King of of kings and we bless him and thank him amen for those of you who don't know it i know that um uh sister latoya just talked about it amen but this young man brian she's talking about over here is also her god brother amen my godson so we thank god for seeing brian it's been a while since we've seen him brian jasmine how did you pull that off getting brian here amen it's good to see him thank god for his friend coming in it's good to see you amen very quiet young man, but very gets the business. Amen. For those of you who don't haven't seen him, amen. You usually see him if you see the marathons in New York. That's right. My godson runs the marathons. Amen. I don't see how he do it, but um, <laughs> whoo, he can do it. Amen. We thank God for that. Thank God for everyone being here. Amen. We have so many. Amen. On vacation. Amen. We got people on cruises. We got people that's going away. Amen. But we're here. Amen. Amen. I can't make an excuse for anybody else, but we are here in Jesus' name. Thank God for my sister. Amen. Coming in today and the brother coming in. God bless you. It's good to have you. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. To be in the house of the Lord with us. Saints, open up your Bibles with me to Numbers, the 13th chapter. Thank God for the word. Amen. Thank God for the word. We really... Amen. Enjoyed our Bible study teleconference Thursday night. Amen. It was a blessing, and we thank God for it. We thank God for it. Amen. Still under our title, I must believe God. Amen. I must believe God. Amen. And really what we're going to talk about today, you're going to find out, I must believe God. Amen. You got to believe God for the things that God is going to reveal for today. Amen. When we're believing God, amen, we got to be careful because the enemy will do anything he can to keep us from believing God. He will do anything he can. I'm going to say it again. He will do anything he can to keep us from believing God. Amen. But no matter what, we got to say to ourselves, I got to believe God. I must believe God. Amen. Our thought for today, I want the mind of God. Amen. Don't write it down if you don't mean it. I want the mind of God. Of God. See, when you get the mind of God, you'll know what you're supposed to do. 
When you get the mind of God, you'll understand what God is saying to you for your life. You will know which way God wants you to go when you have the mind of God. And you have to want the mind of God. How many understand that? Amen. You have to want the mind of God. God is not going to just give you his mind. You must want the mind of God. Amen. And it all starts with getting into the word of God, reading the word of God. It starts by getting to know God and getting into a deeper relationship with God. Then you're showing God, Lord, I want your mind. I don't want to think like I think. I don't want to come to the conclusions that I want to come to. God, I want what you know is best. I want your mind. I want your mind on my marriage. I want your mind on raising my children. I, Lord, I want your mind on the job I'm looking for. I want, Lord, I want your mind on the things that you have for me to do in my future. Lord, I want your mind on my ministry. How do you want me to be in my church? How do you want me to treat others? Lord, I want your mind. I want the mind of God. The challenge, as I gave to Tabernacle of Purpose this morning, so the Lord has led us to give it also to Mount Olive, something we're going to be doing for this month that's very special. We want everybody to take a part in it. Even if you're a visitor today, you can take a part in this and find out how powerful it is. When we was on a cruise last week, a lady was telling my wife about this show where they had this hypnotist who was doing a comedic show on the cruise, and she was doing it in the form of, of hypnotizing people. Now, I ain't going to no show like that because that just deals with the occult, that hypnotizing people and getting people to do what you want them to do, showing them, listen, listen very closely, showing them the power of the mind because there is power in the mind. Amen? Amen. There is power in the mind. So there's something that we want to do that will cause us even the more to get the mind of God. Our challenge is to fast from my way of thinking. A 30-day fast from my way of thinking. Is it, is it catching yet? To fast. Now, now listen, because some of y'all are saying, oh, I can do that. Ah. Ah. It ain't as easy as it sounds. It's much more easy to refuse food than to change your thinking. Because you can turn down a pork chop. <laughs> but it's hard to turn down thinking about punching somebody in the face that done got on your nerve. It's hard to turn away that thought of, I'm going to cuss him out, or I'm going to cuss her out. It's much easier to say no to breakfast than to, you better not do that again, or it's me and you. And the thoughts that goes along with it. We want to fast from our way of thinking. I'm going to fast from my way of thinking. Because my way of thinking 
is not all the time God's way or the way God wants me to think. Amen? We read the word of God all the time. But let me tell you something. You know what the word of God says? The word of God says, when we look at the word of God, the word of God says, this is God's thoughts. The word of God says, this is God's thoughts. And listen to what God is saying. Think like this. Have you ever thought about it like that? That's what, but that is what the word of God is saying. This is what your God thinks. This is the way your God thinks. Think like this. Paul said it more plainly. Paul said to the Philippians, Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in who? Christ Jesus. Listen again. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Paul also said to the Philippians, listen, and the peace of God, listen, which passeth all understanding, shall guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Who does the peace come from? God. And the only way to get God's peace is to think like God. I can't get what God has till I start thinking like he thinks. How many understand that? So we're going to fast from our way of thinking. I shared this with Tabernacle. I'm going to share this with you this last this week. After our glorious, beautiful cruise, Pastor and I had a disagreement on Tuesday. And it got a little heated. But we were talking nice, but it just got a little out of the way. And I realized, yeah, that's what it was like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, and I realized my approach was wrong. I'm not going to talk for her. I'm going to talk for me. That's okay, honey. Thank you. My approach was wrong. I had to change my approach. I had to change the way I was thinking. When, I, when we came back together and began to talk on Friday after Tuesday, I wasn't going to try it again Tuesday night. That would that, just be stupid. I've been married 30 years. I know better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Bible says, dwell, husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. Didn't Peter say that? First Peter, third chapter, Peter said, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. I ain't stupid. I know how far to go. Amen? Amen. A happy wife is a what? A happy life. That's right. So Friday, when we talked about the issue, it was different. Because I changed my thinking. I changed my approach. And we talked very calm. And we each got to express our feelings. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Because I didn't do it my way. It changed. 
I had to do it the way God instructed me to do it. In love. Amen? To fast from my way of thinking. Because listen, a lot of arguments that we get into, a lot of things that happen to us wouldn't happen if we change the way we're thinking. Amen? Our mind is a big problem. Our mind is the battleground. Satan is fighting for our mind. I was telling Pastor Nicole on our way here, I said, you know what? I said, God, when God dealt with me on the cruise about speaking under, about the kingdom of God, the Lord told me just as plain. He said, you can talk about the kingdom of God, but you can't talk about the kingdom of God without talking about also the kingdom of Satan. Because the kingdom of Satan is against the things of the kingdom of God. And if I don't reference, uh, I, I bring in the kingdom of Satan when talking about the kingdom of God, we would not know what is opposing the kingdom of God. So I'm coming to tell you, saints of the living God, that you have to know, I have to know. We need to know what is opposing us when it comes to thinking like the kingdom. It is the kingdom of Satan. Because he's the only one that's against the way God thinks and he fights us to keep us from getting the mind of God so we're going to do something about this in our challenge we're going to fast for this month from our way of thinking amen amen, amen. I thank God for this because you know if I, came, if I came with y'all for food and said we're going to fast for a month uh, <laughs> but this is even harder this is harder. I'm telling you, it's going to bring some of us to tears at times. Because you're going to have to give in to what God says rather than give in to what you want. Whew. So when that driver tees you off, you can't. <laughs> oh, bless me. <laughs> Y'all think, that, 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 hey, I, I'm dreading this too. I'm on the turnpike. I deal with these people. And now you, now Lord, you want me not to talk back to them, even though they can't hear me. Y'all know how we do. Even though we can't speak to you, we can get off our chest, roll, get on my nerve. I wish you, you know what I'm saying? Just you call that, just, I'm getting this off my chest. I'm just venting. Amen. Amen. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says, get angry and sin not. Whoo, that's something. Letting the anger be there as it will, because it will come, but not allowing your mouth to say what you're angry about and not to speak in negative ways about the people that just pissed you off. Can we keep it real? Because I don't know about y'all, but sometimes people just piss me off. They just, you just get on, you off my, you're not on my nerve, you on my reserve nerve. Because mm. you just pushing that button. 
And I live with people that, that I, I, I know people that like to push buttons. Anybody got anybody in your family just push buttons? Ooh. You know, some people in my family I don't even call because I know they know that button. And they, they push that button. It's on. <laughs> Bless their hearts. The title, topic for today, detoxing for the kingdom of God. Again, detoxing for the kingdom of God. How many want to detox for the kingdom of God? Let's, let's find out what detoxing is. First of all, when you detox, you're detoxing because you've been intoxicated with something. In the world, it's usually people that drink or smoke or do drugs. Before they're taken off it, they have to detox. They go into AAA because they need to go to a place, huh? What is it? AAA? It's not AAA, it's triple. It's double A? Alcoholics, it's double A. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, see, I, that shows y'all I ain't never been there. Listen, now, they go in this alcohol program. Can I use that? Yeah, I use that. They go in the alcohol program, they go in the drug program, and what they go in there for is to be helped with their, listen, habit. And the first thing that has to happen, they have to confess, I'm an addict. I have an addiction that I want to lose. Confession. Those who haven't wrote it, wrote that down. Confession. Because how many know that in order to be saved, you got to first confess, believe, and what? Receive. Confess, believe, receive. Before I can stop being an addict, I've got to first confess and acknowledge I am an addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict. Some of us need to confess that I have stinking thinking. I have poisonous thinking. I need to detox. Because, Lord, I need your mind so that I can stop thinking the way I think. I want to be free. Listen, I want to be free from the intoxication of my own thoughts. Which is why I worry. Which is why I complain. Which is why I murmur so much which is why there's things still in my past that still bother me, because I have intoxicated myself with my own thinking. And now I can't even stop it if I wanted to, because I have exercised thinking the way I want to. Well, you need to know, I need to know that when we come to God, that the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind has got to be renewed every day. 
are, else your mind won't change. It will continue to do what is always done because that's what we have taught it. That's what we have trained it to do. And what you train your brain to do, that's what it does. So I need to retrain myself. Come on, say it loud with me. I need to retrain myself in the Lord. Come on, say it again. I need to retrain myself in the Lord. I am intoxicated by my own thoughts. My own thoughts have influenced me. And for some of us, our own thoughts have incapacitated us to the point where we can't even move forward in the Lord. We are stuck where we are. Stifled. Some of us are being choked out. Living in defeat. Crying. Feeling like we're unloved. Feel, some of us question God. Come here, shout, dance, speak in tongues, and leave here the same way we came in. When I come to the house of the Lord, I ought not to go home the same way I came in. There should be some deliverance. I should be set free. I should be saved from what I came here with because this is God's hospital. And then when you come to the hospital, you got to get some medication. And the only medication that God offers is his word. And if you don't take your medication, you will die. One thing the lady was telling my wife that the hypnosis was thinking, was telling, was that your healing is in your mind. And you know what? He's right. I can't say he's wrong. He's right. But the way he's doing it is wrong. He's trying to get people to do it in their own strength when the Bible says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, not our might. Amen? So I, I got no business trying to heal myself if I think it long enough. That's what all, that's what all, them, that's what all those religions of the world is about teaching you to do things in your own mind when God is saying, I am God. I created you. Trust in me and I will heal you. Trust in me, God says, and I'll deliver you. Somebody said, I want God's deliverance. Oh, come on, say it louder. I want God's deliverance. Our thoughts will incapacitate us to the point wherein we won't be able to move and our thoughts also dictate our behavior and dictates our moods. Whew. Who wakes up in the morning moody? Who wakes up in the morning and don't want to be bothered with anybody? Who wakes up in the morning and say, moment, You're a person, well then listen to this. You're a person that needs to seek the Lord about getting out of that mindset. 
mindsets. Your mind is set one way and won't go another way until you retrain it and break that mode of thinking. Amen. Amen. If you're still thinking about the abuse you suffered, this message is for you. If you're still thinking about the people that did you wrong back in the 70s, this message is for you. If you're still living off what happened to you in the past, this message is for you. Your thoughts have made you drunk. Didn't Peter say, be in a sober mind? Because you can make your own self drunk spiritually with your way of thinking. And thanks God, oh God, most of our problems is not our spouses. It's not the money we make. It's our thinking. It's the way we think. Because see, Paul said, this is what Paul said. Paul said to the Philippians, he said, in whatever state I am in, therewith I have learned to what? To be content. I can be content with minimum wage until God moves me to better. But I need to show God, God, I'm grateful for what you've given me. For what, thank you, I have a job to make a living because a lot of people are not working. That's why the Bible said, in everything, what? Give thanks. Lord, I thank you for this minimum wage because I know you got something better for me. I'm not going to stay here, but while I'm here. How many understand me? I, Lord, I thank you for this apartment because I know that a house is coming. God, I thank you for this old jalopy I drove here in because I know a new car is coming. I'm happy and joyful for what I have because I know that you've got better for me. Hmm. Ain't no sense in you wishing you had a new wife. You're going to get a new wife with different problems. You're going to get a new husband with a different set of problems. Because everybody got their issues. Everybody come with baggage. Amen. Amen. Everybody here got some suitcases. And within your suitcase is a bunch of your problems and issues. It's so bad, you don't even want to carry it. That's why you're forcing everybody else to carry your issues. Mm. That's why before we get married, we got to make sure, Lord, I, I done, I'm giving you everything. Amen? That don't mean you ain't got no baggage, but Lord, I'm going to believe you to help me carry this load. Didn't Peter say, cast your care upon him? For he what? Careth for you? What's, what's your greatest care? You looked at him this morning. 
He was right in front of you when you was doing your hair. She was right in front of you when you was doing your makeup. Your greatest care is you. So cast your care upon him. Why? He, what? Careth for you. God, how do I detox? Where do I get started? First of all, I want you to write down three words. Drive, direction, discipline. Again, drive, direction, discipline. Now, whatever drives me, leads me. When we got into the Toyota over in Willenboro, New Jersey, some 77 miles from here, we got in the Toyota and it drove us across the turnpike over into Jersey City. It, the, I took the car in a direction that would bring me here. I need you to know that your thinking drives you. Where it drives you to is up to you. Did you hear? I drove the car here. The car was the means for me to get here, but the direction it took was up to me. Oh, God. With my mind, my mind drives me. My mind will drive me in the direction I take it. It will do what I have trained it to do. Do I have the discipline to change my drive? Because when I change my drive, I'm going to change my direction. Now, I can lead myself to poverty or I can lead myself to prosperity. It all depends on my discipline. Look at your neighbor and say discipline. Or say it again, discipline. discipline. Listen, it takes people with discipline to sit here and hear a word from the Lord. Y'all see, y'all see Lanai over there? She's too young to have discipline. She don't know nothing I'm saying and don't really care <laughs> because she's too young to have any discipline. But listen, I also know that I have some grown-ups who are sitting here and they are Lanias at heart. I'm speaking to them, but because this is a touchy subject, they done already shut me out. Because this is a very hard thing to talk about. Detoxing from my thinking. Don't tell me how to think. You know, and most of us don't even realize, but most of us have spent our life without really thinking about it, telling God, don't tell me how to think. And that's the truth. 
Because we do, when do we do that? We do that when we tell, when we do opposite of what God told us to do. Say it with me, I'm on assignment. I need you to write that word down, assignment. I am on assignment. I need you to understand that the one thing Satan wants from us is to get us off assignment, to get us off task, to move us in a direction that has nothing to do with the assignment and purpose that God has placed upon our life. And a lot of times what happens is that it's the enemy who's, who has been given the right to direct our thoughts that is the reason why we're not experiencing the victory we should be experiencing because we've been traveling the wrong direction. Now, if I had got in my Toyota this morning and took 95 South, see, some of the drivers done got it already. If I took 95 South, past exit five, past exit four, past exit three, all the way down, all the way into Delaware, would I get to church, Brother Nick? Would I have got here this morning? Why not? I went the wrong direction. I was on my way where? Florida. Florida? Oh. (laughs) So it matters which way I drive. It matters the direction I take. It matters how I have disciplined myself. It matters. See, because God is not going to discipline you. Discipline is yours. God don't make you do anything. Let me change that old thought. God doesn't make you do anything. If you don't do it, God's not doing anything. And let me tell you something, God won't, and you may find this offensive, but listen, God can't change your thinking. Somebody's offended, Nick. We'll know it. We'll get it on the email. God can't change your thinking. Your change of thinking comes from me and you. I have, listen, I have to make a choice that I want the mind of God and not my own mind. Because I can sit here and lecture myself all day and say to God, you know what's most dangerous about this? We talk a lot, some of us, we talk. We do a lot of talking, right? But listen to this. Do you not know that you do more talking inwardly than you do outwardly? You talk more inwardly than outwardly. See, like Evangelist Hargit sitting here right now. I can be standing here and I'm not saying nothing to her but the mind. Guess what he's doing? Continually going. 
It's just going. I don't know. I think they got the thought about the energizer buddy from the mind. Because, yes, listen, even when you sleep, the mind is working. The mind never stops. When you're asleep, you're dreaming. Or your mind is working all the different parts of the body. Is one, the mind is one of the three things, the brain is one of the three things that it starts to form when a baby is born. The first thing that started forming when Sister Michelle became pregnant was the heart. And the spine connected to the brain with all the nerves, those begin to form before anything else formed. There was no face but there was a spine, and there was a brain, and there was a heart. Hmm. Shows you the importance of where things need to be. Shows you where your priorities should be. Say, t- say I got to know my priorities. Oh, say it again. I got to know my priorities. Saints, I cannot crucify what I refuse to identify. I need to identify my problem. I come to let you know, you might not agree. It's in your thinking. It's in your mind. Most of our troubles started in our mind. Guess what? I started thinking before I started speaking. Amen? I had the thought even before I did what I did. It all started in my mind. That's why the Bible said, be renewed. Paul told the Ephesians, he said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know what Paul was saying? When he said the spirit of your mind, you know what Paul Paul, Paul was saying? Paul was saying the thought life. Because to your thoughts, there is a life. Just like the life we live, our thoughts are life. Which is why Proverbs taught us that death and life, Proverbs 18 taught us, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Whatever I speak out of my mouth, listen, whatever I speak out of my mouth was first in my mind. It's a lot of connections here, isn't it? I can't crucify what I don't want to identify. Nothing will change if I keep doing the same old thing. What is insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting what? A different result. No, you're going to get the same result because you already did it. Every time I put oil in water, the oil said, I don't go here. I cannot mix with water. And then the oil got to itself away from the water because oil and water don't mix. Hmm. Proverbs said, listen, as a man thinketh, 
so is he. If my mind keeps telling me I'm sick, then guess what? What am I? If my mind keeps telling me I'm depressed, what am I? Mm. If my mind keeps saying, I can't fix this, I can't help this, can I fix it? Can I help it? Don't even listen about the builder. Can I build it? If my mind says I can't do it, then guess what? I can't. But if I believe what God's word says, the word says I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Guess what? I can through Christ. Not me, but through Christ, I can. I got to get my mind off me and put my mind on Christ, and then I can do, I can have what I believe God for. I am healed. I am not sick. I am well. My marriage will not end in divorce, but we will love each other. My children will not die, but they will live and prosper. I will have the money that I need to do the things that I need. And even when you don't have it, say, Lord, I thank you for food. When you don't have it, say, Lord, I thank you for the finances. When you don't have it, say, Lord, I thank you for meeting my needs. For Paul said, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. It's not about you. It's what you say God can do. I'm right. I can't. God can. Somebody say it with me, God can. God Come on, say it louder. God can. God can. Now, turn me to Numbers. Numbers 13, you there? Amen. Numbers 13. Moses is with the children of Israel, and he sends out 12 spies into the promised land. He picks one spy per tribe and sends them out into the promised land. Their mission is to go into the land to spy out the land because God gave Moses the word. See, it wasn't just that Moses picked the spies. Moses didn't just get this. It was God that gave it to him. How many understand that? Because we're going to read it right here in the word. You ready? Verse 1, chapter 13 of, of Numbers. Listen. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel, of every tribe of their fathers. Ye shall send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran, all those men were heads of the children of Israel. And then it begins to tell you all the people that he sent. He sent out 12, one man from each tribe, but only two I want you to remember. Oshia, which is Joshua, that we know as Joshua, and Caleb. 
Say it with me. Joshua and Caleb. Okay. Now, they went out into the land. God sent them into the land on assignment. How many of you know your assignment in the Lord? How many of you know your assignment in the Lord? Your assignment is something that only you can do that no one else can do. And your assignment is specific and just for you. God has a tailor-made assignment for each and every last one of our lives. And where our lives get off course and go into the wrong direction is when we forget the assignment God sent us on. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. I'm on assignment. I'm on assignment. Their assignment was to obey their leader because God was leading Moses. So that's your first assignment. That's the first assignment. Obey your leader. Let me tell you what's the problem happening in most marriages. In most marriages, there's problems in the marriage because somebody don't know their role. And I teach this, especially the first time couples before they get married. I tell them, you have to know where you belong. You have to know your place. Because the worst thing for a marriage is when someone doesn't know their place. What's the, what's, what's the saying they got now, stay in your lane? Because a lot of times, people get out of their lane. Amen? How many can agree? People get out of their lane. They're not playing their role. They're trying to play your role and their role. But see, that's why God has put us on assignment. And the first assignment we have to understand is what has God ordained me to do? And whatever God has called me to do, if I'm called to be usher, then I got no business giving pastoral authority. Y'all don't agree, okay. You don't have to agree, it's the truth. Their first assignment was to obey their leader. The next assignment was to follow their leader. Now, listen to this. What happens in our mind is that our mind will do what we have trained it. How many understand that? Say it with me. My mind will do what I have trained it to do. So I need you to know something. The two people I just mentioned to you, Joshua and Caleb, as we're going to realize in the next part that we're reading, they were separated from the 10 guys that went into the land. Because, listen, you know what separated them? Their mind. The way they think. Their thoughts. How, listen, how they view things. See, me and you can look at the same thing, but see it two different ways. How many of y'all know that? How many understand that? We can be looking at the same thing, but don't see it the same way. Mm. Okay, chapter 13. Go with me down now to verse 26. Say amen when you're there. Now they come back from searching out the land. 
And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They showed them the fruit of the land because they wanted the people to see, listen, this is what we brought back from the land. This was what was in the land. In other words, they're telling them, yes, we found this. And they're showing the people, look, it's good fruit in the land. Right. Okay. Now, going to the next one. Verse 27. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. In other words, it's just like God told us. The land is rich. Everything that God said is in it. Look at the proof. How many of us have proof of a changed life? How many of us have proof of a changed way of thinking? Because if you don't today, you want the evidence of a changed way of thinking. You want to walk out here with the evidence of the word that I can change my mind and my thoughts. Because up to this point, Joshua and Caleb agrees with the other ten. Yes, there is milk and honey in the land. Yes, there is fruits in the land. But then there's going to be a split. There's going to be a split, and it happens now. Nevertheless, the people of the land, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. The cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Their first problem when they said, nevertheless, because they're saying it's like, but you can't put God and say, but you can't say God can, but you got to be careful what's going to come after that. But now, if I'm going to say God can, but I have to let him. You can't say God can, but this is hard. No, no, no. Wrong thinking. Change your words. Change your life. Say it with me. Change my words. Change my life. Say it again. Change my words. It'll change my life. I need you to understand that the spies, the 10 spies report was based on this. Listen, the people are strong. See, some of the ways you've been thinking are very strong. You believe it so strongly that your belief in what you're thinking has not changed. But have you not noticed for the past couple of months that the word has been here? I must believe God. If I'm going to believe God, then I can't believe what I'm thinking. I can't believe what I'm saying. I must Believe God. 
I cannot say it's too much for me. I cannot say it's too hard. Not if I'm going to say in the same breath, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I have to be on the same course. They said the people are too strong. And guess what? They ain't even for them yet. But listen, this is what hurts. Already in their mind, they can't do it. Oh, God. Pastor, in their mind, they can't do it. In their mind, they see themselves fighting and losing. In their mind, they see that the people will be a problem to defeat. We can't defeat them. They're too strong. And that's one of the problems that's going on in our mind. We think that our mind can't be changed. And it can. But we have got to replace our thoughts with God's thoughts. We have got to replace our words for God's words. We have got to take out what we're saying and say what God says. Because when we say what God says, then we will get what God is offering. Because our mind is strong. Because you, you and I have built it to do certain things in certain ways. That's the way it's been trained. That's the way we've always done it. This is why we find it hard to change it. Hmm. They said it, the people are too strong. Then also they said the cities are walled. And listen to what they said. They said the walls are very great. Right? Now, first of all, let's jump ahead a little bit and tell you that this whole generation, the 10, except for Joshua and Caleb, all 10 of these spies died in the wilderness when they wandered for how long? They wandered for 40 years. They died. And the children of Israel, children of Israel, in the seventh chapter of Joshua, came in contact with one of the walls that they were talking about. They came in contact with the walls of Jericho. And when they came in contact with the walls, God gave them instructions about the walls. The walls were very great. The walls were very thick. And the people were very strong, but God was with them. And God gave them instructions on what to do, and they obeyed. And on the seventh day, see, your assignment has to be completed. Your assignment has to reach perfection, because when the assignment is completed, when you begin to shout... When you begin to praise God, when you begin to worship God, whatever wall is in your way, guess what? That wall has got to come down. Because they shouted and the walls of Jericho, what? Fell flat and it broke down so that the children of Israel can go through. The same walls that the spies said the cities are walled, 
and they are very great. We can't do this, Moses. Nobody asked you to do it. What I asked you to do was believe God. Did you not remember the flies? Did you not remember the boils? Did you not remember all the firstborn of Israel dying? Did you not remember that God brought forth water out of a rock? Did you not remember that God made quails fall out the sky? Did you not remember that we are only here because God led us here? Why would you now think in your own mind? You are here because God brought you here. You're here because God blessed you to be here. Why now would you start thinking for yourself? Why? Why would you start looking at things the way you see it instead of the way God told you to look at it? See, there's your way there's Satan's way, there's God's way. And let me tell you something. I don't know about y'all, I want God's way. Amen. I don't want my way, I want God's way. Amen. Because if I do it my way, we won't prosper. If I do it my way, the church won't grow. If I do it my way, the roof will cave in. But when we trust God, when we all speak one word and believe God, let me tell you something. You won't, you'll have standing room only in this building. Let me tell you something. You'll, hold, you'll come in here with that same spouse you've been arguing with, holding hands. You'll come in here with those same children that you thought would never be saved. And look at Brother Nick. Look at him. Look at this brother. His father used to say, Bishop, Pastor, at the time, he says, Pastor, just pray for him. Pastor, just pray for him. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. I'm believing God. But Nick wasn't coming to church for years. Nick didn't come into church. I talked to the brother on the phone one time. I said, Nick, I said, you coming to church? He said, ha, ha. <laughs> I'm like, that ain't the answer. <laughs> that ain't. But blessed be God that when you look in the back of the church, look and see what the Lord has done because this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. See what God can do. Not what you can do, but what God can do. Brother Nate, evilest man I ever met in my young days. Couldn't get along with him no matter what I did for him. Washed his tub, washed his clothes, got paid for it. <laughs> but could not make ends meet with him no kind of way. Found out later, this dude was in my mother's house levitating. Levitating, y'all know what levitating is? He was getting off the floor as evil spirits lift him up. He was getting off the floor and his feet were not touching the ground because the devil had his mind so messed up that the devil thought that and made him think he was doing a miracle on his own. He was levitating as evil spirits gave him the power to do it. 
And people came and they said, nay, they'll never be saved. Nay, they never come into church. Nay, they'll never fully give over to God. And he even, he even said to me himself, he said, I'm going to die out here. He had made up his mind that he was going to die in the world. But God had an assignment for his life that was much different from what he thought. And I present to you, Brother Nathan Ingram of Mount Olive, House of Prayer. Look and see what God can do. Amen. He's not levitating anymore. He's not meditating on himself anymore. He stopped all that. And he gave it up so that he can know God. He can know Christ in the power of his resurrection. Amen. Amen. Somebody give God praise. Come on and give God praise right now. Oh, say it with me. God, you're great. Say it again. God, you're great. Verse 29, listen, the Amalekites dwell in the land. They, they, listen, they're just, they're just making their case. They're stating their case of why they can't do it, but what they don't understand is not that they, what they saw, it's their mind. Their mind said, we can't. And because they said, we can't, they would never do it. And guess what? God would not allow them to do what they said they couldn't do. Oh, God. How many hear this? Listen, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and the coast of Jordan. Now, I'm saying I'm ready for a different mindset. Say it again. I'm ready for a different mindset. Say, I'm ready to hear somebody else speak. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. Listen, for we are well able to overcome it. He forgot about the walls. Caleb forgot about the giants that were in the land because the people of Anak were giants. They were the ancestors of Goliath. But guess what? Caleb said, we can do it. Not because we can, but because of God who brought us out of Egypt. How many people in here did God bring out of Egypt? How many Israelites in here came out of Egypt? How many symbolic Israelites came out of Egypt? Don't you know that you came out of Egypt for God to show you better and greater? God did not bring you over here to die. He brought you here to show you greater. Say it with me. God brought me here to show me greater. Come on, say it again. God brought me here to show me greater. Come on and give God a praise if you believe it right now. Give God a praise if you believe it right now. Praise ye the Lord. He brought me here to show me greater. I should not be living. I should be dead, but God. But the men that went up with him 
said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they searched unto the children of Israel saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is the land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great statures and, they, and there we saw giants. Listen, I'm going to go down a little further. Listen, and we are in our own eyes, our own sight as grasshoppers. And so are we in their sight. Now listen, they speaking for the people over there. They speaking for them. Don't speak for nobody. Don't speak for anybody. Speak for yourself. Amen? Amen? Say it again. I won't speak for anyone. I got to speak for me. Listen. They said we are grasshoppers we are going to be stepped on we are going to be trampled we are nothing but insects we will be defeated we will not go any further is that you is that you what do you believe what is your mind saying to you are you living the life of a defeated Christian or, or are you living the life of a victorious Christian? And where it all depends upon is what you're thinking. Are you a grasshopper? You laugh. It's none to laugh about. Because in your own thinking, you may not even know that you see yourself as nothing but an insect. But God has called you for something so much greater. God has an assignment for your life that is so much more profound than the way you see yourself. That's why we're going on this fast in thinking because it's gonna change our mood it's going to change our attitude and it's going to challenge us to think different and to say what God says rather than say what we want to hear because it's easier to say what I want but it's a challenge to do what God says. How many heard that? I want that on the tape again. It's easy to say what I want but the challenge is can I do what God said? Everybody stand. Come on and stand with me. Come on and stand with me. thinking can be just bad habits that we developed. I'm going to talk about this more soon, but I need you to understand that your habit can be stronger than your desire. 
An alcoholic knows he needs to stop drinking. A drug addict knows he needs to stop doing drugs. But his habit is stronger than his desire to stop. He wants to stop, but he can't because his habit has overpowered him. So his desire is futile because his habit reigns. And that's the way it is with some of us as Christians. The habitual thinking that we have had over the years has just taken, taken reign over us. Even though we're Christians, we're still going to heaven. God still has saved us by his blood. But can we now go to another level by changing the way we see things? By changing the things we say? By changing how we think of others and most of all, how we think of God and ourselves? That's the challenge. That's the challenge. Come on, I want you to anoint every head in here today. I want every head anointed in here today. Because this is no one person's problem. This, see, this is not even the type of message where you call a prayer line because everybody is involved in this. From all of those in the age of accountability to grown-ups, everyone has this charge on their life to change my way of thinking because if I change what I'm thinking I'll change what I'm saying if I change what, I, what I'm thinking I'll change what I'm doing if I change my thinking things will happen differently but it's not going to change if you keep doing what you're doing it all starts with the choice you and I make right now. We are challenged to make a choice right now. Will I continue to think like I want or will I think and say what God says? It's up to us. Your life can keep going this direction you have taken it. You can keep acting in this undisciplined state that you've been in, but I challenge you today. The Holy Spirit challenges you today if you really want change. It starts in the mind. It starts in the mind. We're going to start with the first thing before we go. We're going to start with the first thing that has to happen. The reason why God brought them out of Israel, out of Egypt rather, is to bring them to a place that they can worship him and him alone. They couldn't worship him in Egypt because there were too many false gods in Egypt. So right, right now, symbolically, what we're gonna do as you begin to close your eyes unto the Lord, right now we're leaving our gods behind. 
Your God may have been worrying. Your God may have been complaining. Your God may have been thinking wrong. Your God may have been depression. Your God may have been trouble and problems. But now we are leaving those gods behind in the place where we had them. And we're moving, as Israel did, to another place in God. We're moving to the promise that God has for us. And how that begins is worship. I want us right now, for the next minute or so, I want us to begin to worship God. Lift up your hands and begin to worship him. Lift up your hands and begin to surrender to the God of your salvation. Because anybody can praise, but only a child of God can worship God. Begin to worship him right now. Worship him where you at. He brought you out of where you were to worship him. Begin to worship him. Begin to bless him right now where you are. You can bless him right now. Begin to bless him. While you're blessing him, he's purging you. While you're blessing him, he's purifying you. And he's redirecting you. He's bringing you to your assignment. He's bringing you to the place where you trust in him and trust in him alone. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be renewed in your mind right now. God, we worship you. God, we bless you. Lord, we, we trust and glorify you and you alone. Father, we drop all our gods. We drop every God in our life. And we hold on to the one true and living God. Father, lead us. Drive us. Direct us. As we discipline ourselves before you. Because the very fruit that you gave to us was self-control. Father, help us to exhibit self-control as we go through our day thinking. Help us to see what we have been doing wrong and to know that we have got to stop this madness. We have got to stop this, this chaos in our mind. We have got to get rid of this mind that's been bringing us into a place that's outside of where you are. And Lord, bring us into your presence. Bring us into your courts. As we enter your gates with thanksgiving, as we enter your courts with praise, as we are thankful unto you and we bless your name, bring us to that place that's higher than I. Take us to the rock that will lead us to the place that you have for us, oh God. We bless you. We glorify you now. We denounce every work of the enemy. We denounce every thought that puffs itself up against the knowledge of the living God. Father, we pull it down. We pull down strongholds. We pull down strongholds. We pull it down now. It will not interfere with our destiny. It will not stop our journey. It will not keep us from walking in the spirit. We will walk in the spirit. We will pull down these strongholds. We thank you now. For God, you have not given us the spirit of fear.
but of power and of love and of sound mind. We thank you now. We thank you now. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the evil workers of darkness, against the forces of this world. But Father, you have given us strength. You have given us authority over them. And we bless you now. Father, bless us in this fast. Bless us, oh God, as we redirect our thoughts, as we take our thoughts from where they were to where you want them to be. Father, because you have already given us the keys. You have given us the keys to the kingdom. And we thank you now. Come on and begin to bless God now with your hands. Come on now and bless God with your hands. Begin to thank God for the victory. Begin to thank God for the victory. Give us some victorious music. Begin to bless God for the victory. Begin to bless him for the victory. Begin to thank him for being more than a conqueror. Begin to bless him for you have already won. The battle is 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 already won. Oh, we thank you. We thank you now. We thank you now. We thank you now. We are victorious. We are victorious. We are victorious. Glory be to God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We glorify you. We worship you now. We thank you. We bless you. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Walk in victory. Bless the Lord. Walk in victory.